0: Please note, this podcast may ruin your friendships. You've been warned. Welcome to Ultra Flux, the podcast about two guys trying to destroy their friendship through the power of film. My name is Kyle Neiman, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host and current best friend, Andrew Kimmel. Kyle, warmest greetings. I I feel like last week was a little hostile, so I just want to extend the olive branch and say, I'm so glad to be sitting across the table from you again. Well, it was two weeks ago. That's what I meant. And I needed both weeks to get over that. really really did because uh nope nope i'm angry again and we disagreed pretty staunchly cause yeah yeah the, you were like i couldn't one thumb way I couldn't up understand why such a great movie like Wild, Wild west was just not that enjoyable to you man i don't know if anybody's ever used that as a sentence like such a great movie like wow Wild Wild- <laughs> If you didn't understand the gist of what we do here, this is it. This is (laughs) what we do in Ultra Flux. We argue about movies. Uh, Sometimes we agree about movies, but when it comes right down to it, Kimmel is easily satisfied. (laughs) Very easily. And uh, I'm not. No. So it takes a little bit more. A lot of times I'm describing this. How would you describe me as a movie fan? Here's the problem. Um, because your dad's super smart and he passed on his awesome genes. I'm sure your mother's very smart too. Um, but I just have fond memories of your dad answering every Jeopardy question. Yeah, he's good at um, that. He's great at that. So you have a very analytical mind and, and I don't, and I'm okay with that. Um, and I hurt for you, Kyle, because when you sit down and watch a movie, you can't just enjoy it for what it is. You I, have to I pick it apart. Movies. And so anyways, Kyle, Kyle does love movies. He just likes good ones. And by good ones, (laughs) what he means is ones that appeal to his intellectual state of mind. And I I love movies that appeal to my... Caveman state of mind. If I laugh or things blow up, then, um, I'm in, it's in the wind column for me. Well, there you go. That basically <laughs> puts together what we do in this podcast as we review, uh, mainly science fiction, fantasy movies. Occasionally we'll branch off from that. Uh, we try to pick movies that you can stream, uh, that are available with the most popular streaming services like Amazon Prime, but primarily Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we put, Three uh, every episode into uh, a little spinner. That I have an app on my phone. It's very high tech. Yeah. And uh, we come up with one. And so one is picked by me. One is picked by Kimmel. And one is one we think we m- both might be interested in or would be a, uh, a viewer's choice. A listener's people choice. People don't view. Oh, they're podcasts. viewing well, the I mean, There are video podcasts. We're not that listen, high tech. When I, when I listen to our episodes, I'm watching those seconds tick away slowly oh, thinking yeah. to myself, yeah. I wish this were three hours long. Yeah is that's much more attractive to what's actually going on um, <laughs> now. Um, so if you want to submit a movie for us to review, go ahead and hit us up, on, hit us up on social media or hit us. We <laughs> <laughs> just hit just us, hit, yeah. us. <laughs> hit us up on social media. We'd love to have you join in on the conversation. So one of the things we've been doing over the past several weeks, since we started season two is we have been beginning our Talks with what we're calling Kylan Kimmel's seven-second synopses, synopses, Synopsis. I, I really should look up how I'm to, synopsis I think so seven-second synopses. No, we should just wing it. Yeah, that sounds great. So, uh, Kimmel, how would you kick us off I as we jump, introduce this? Movie? I'm going to jump right into it. So, this is Aeon Flux. This is the second half of the great. Ultraflux Flux name. This is how our name came to be. So this is an important one. Ultra and, Flux. And here we go. We added an extra ux. <laughs> <X>. Ultra Flux ux. <laughs> we added an extra x to the name to avoid any potential copyright infringement. Because they're coming after us. Yeah, although I found out there's like a plumbing company in Brazil called Ultra Flux or something like really? that. I can't remember where it was. Shouldn't it be Ultra Flush? Uh, but different I don't know. No. I don't. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Brazilian plumbing. Okay. The Portuguese. What do they know? Yeah. So um, go ahead with your your. Uh, okay. I'd love to hear your. This is my synopsis. Aeon Flux seven second synopsis. Aeon Flux. An unyielding heroine uses her beauty, wits, and strength to topple an oppressive regime that threatens the future of humanity. Alongside her fellow resistance fighters, all of whom have unique abilities, Aeon will have to fight for her future as well as her past. Can a woman whose only aim is retribution find a way to put aside her need for vengeance to alter the fate of the human race? That was almost like 14 seconds. Well, I think you explained the last two weeks (laughs) that, um, it's not not always seven seconds. We're just saying short, but, but, more. Short swing to the point. Yeah, absolutely. That was passionate. Yeah, um, I'm very passionate about this movie. You you really are. I heard it. Like, I think you should write the synopsis for this movie and, I, and have it on I IMDb. I think I'm going to. Do it. What if what if Netflix were like Wikipedia and that anyone could go on there and rewrite the synopsis for the movie? I think we would take these every week and post <laughs> our favorite one. I think it would make just Netflix, Netflix a little bit better. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'll write a note. Well, here's my synopsis. In a distant future, the human race survives thanks to a miracle vaccine for a plague that wiped out nearly all of humanity. The government would like its citizens to think that they live in utopia, but a group of rebels are convinced of a more sinister plot. One woman, an assassin with nothing to lose because she's barely wearing anything in the first place. must unravel the mysteries of her world and her mind. This is Aeon Flux. We are in the last city on Earth. Some call it the perfect society, but others know better. Government control is total. People disappear as though they never existed. But there are rebels who believe in freedom and who fight in the name of the disappeared. I am one of them. That was very well done, Kyle. Thank you. I really appreciate. Very it. Very well done. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't help but add a little bit of comedy. No, there. I love it. Yeah. So that was Aeon, my favorite part. Eon Flux. Eon Flux. Um. In, in the movie, they pronounce her name Eon. Um. But it starts with an A. Yes. In fact, it, the stylized version of the title is actually a Latin diphthong, which I'm sorry, is. What? A diphthong. Um, it, it's a co- combination of two letters. Did I get the root of that word? D-I-P-H? Diff? Oh, no, no, the root, like the... Oh, I don't know. Just, I just learned the word diphthong in uh, in my Greek uh, uh, class. So there you go. So yeah. the root would be Greek. But it might be Latin, and they're just calling it... Maybe it's Hebrew. Anyways. Anyways. Um, but... The, the A-E combined that they use in the, the stylized version of the logo of this film um, is actually pronounced like have, like the A ah and have. So and a, according to how it's written, it should be A ah on Flux. <laughs> huh. So basically, this is what happens when you try to be cute and add in like combo letters and stuff. You're really confusing people who can correct people. actually read except i didn't know that i, I had to look that up yes and yeah. i did not take the time to look that up yeah you didn't no uh, An flux came out in 2005 and um it had a budget of 62 million and it grossed 26 million i was gonna go for 90 well it didn't okay um The director was Karen, uh, is Karen Kusama, and she also directed Jennifer's Body, which was the Megan Fox um, Uh, horror comedy uh, about a demon-possessed woman. Doesn't sound very good. I I hear it was awful. I've never seen it. Let's keep that going. Let's never see it. Yeah. But most of her uh, directing credits came with uh, television shows and stuff like that. What's interesting about Eon Flux is it got its start as a cartoon, uh, not just a cartoon, it was a cartoon on MTV's uh, Liquid Television um, shorts that they did. And uh, if you have the time, they're very interesting. They, they are very out there, trippy as all get out. So something cartoons. you would see on Cartoon Network at like 2 a.m.? Even more trippy than that. Really? Like it, it is a... Out there, cartoon huh. okay the style it's heavily stylized it has this fluidity to it that is not normal um huh. like y- you imagine that somebody did this while on acid or something like that that but the visuals are stunning in there um there's a series that they did that has like um, a season that they did that has like a storyline otherwise there's a collection of shorts and some of them are mere seconds long and they have a recurring theme Eon Flux in every single episode of the shorts that they did dies at the end every single one of them she has some sort of mission and while she's on it something catastrophic happens and she dies at the end Um, so it's, it's very interesting I think if you are interested in this film, if you watch this film and you um, really got into this and you never heard about it, it's worth going and taking a look at these cartoons. I'm going to go do reference. that. I, I really, where can you find you them? You should. Um, uh, I think MTV might've put a lot of them on their website. Okay. Um, so if you search for liquid television, um, a lot of them have been put on YouTube and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, I didn't have much trouble finding it. Okay. Uh, so, so just do a little searching around. Um, and uh, so it stars Charlize Theron or Charlize Theron. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, of that one. Lots of, I mean, she, she's incredibly famous. The Italian a, a, job is probably job. the most notable for me. Yeah. Most recently, Atomic Blonde, um, which I haven't seen yet, but here it's great. Although absolutely brutal, apparently. Um, then um, Martin so- Sokis, uh, who is in Lord of the Rings. He was in Triple X, Kingdom of Heaven, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. You kind of get the idea for most of the hey, films he's in there. Have you seen Kingdom of Heaven? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Side note, because Kim was just throwing out inside jokes. Um, hey, if they listen to the podcast, we have discussed this before. So oh, I bet we have. Y'all y'all get yeah, get on the train. Yeah, right? uh, Kingdom of Heaven was a, a movie that we went, we saw in the theater together. Yeah, Andrew. and probably several times after that. Maybe. And you, you. Like for a long time. Three or four times. For a long I've time afterwards. You. Like, oh man, have you seen Kino Legitimately of Legitimately asked you. Yeah. I'm just like, anyways. Um, So that's Martin Sokas. He plays uh, Trevor. Uh, Trevor Goodchild. Good solid name. Good Trevor. solid name, Trevor. <laughs> we can't go into all of our Tony inside jokes. Joke.
1: Trevor's a good that. name.
0: Trevor's a good name. Um, And then uh, Jason Lee Miller. And I love Jason Lee Miller. He's fantastic. Uh, He is on the television show Elementary playing Sherlock Holmes in, in Elementary. Yeah. Opposite. That's uh, what Lucy I called Liu. him in my notes, by the way. Sherlock. He, he did you enjoy Elementary? Oh yeah. I really did too. I was afraid I was not going to because the BBC Sherlock was so Yeah, good, but, it's but it's so different. It really is. Um very different characters. Uh I, I really like Elementary a lot. Um You know what's even better hmm. when you can watch it with a loved one? Yeah, Maddie likes that show yeah, too. You know yeah. it's worse when that loved one continues to watch it without you? Oh man, are we gonna get into I'm just when, saying when our wives I'm just saying Netflix cheat on us? It was one of those times when it was like, Oh, I wasn't supposed to watch it without you. Oh my gosh. And then you gotta you gotta fall on the sword and be like, you know what? I'll just Yeah let's just pick up wherever you are, honey. Yeah. What? You've watched eighteen of them? Yeah, my, my wife did that with Chuck. How is that mathematically possible? Um yeah. I was very upset. You watch two at a time, yes. like on two different devices. Absolutely, goodness. Let's let's talk. I'm it not down upset about, about, it. about it. You, I'm just, you are. <laughs> I'm just talking about it. Dear dear listeners, his eyes are massive <laughs> right now. Do you hear me, Susan? <laughs> My heart. Me so Is part two. What? Man. So Jason Lee Miller, he was also in Hackers and uh, Train Spotting. Hackers opposite Angelina Jolie, actually. Um, Train spotting opposite uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor? Yeah. And uh, then Sophie Okinedo. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. She was in Hotel Rwanda. Um, I didn't see that. Have you not seen Hotel Rwanda? No, really good. Okay, prepare your heart. I know, bro, That's why I haven't seen it. Yeah. Do you ever you ever see those trailers and go, man, I want to watch that. Yes, but, but my could, heart no. can't See, take man, it. Listen, I am yeah. not a quiet crier. Like so, I just can't. man, we're getting off, we're getting off on tangent. I know we are. Man, when we were young, we watched with your, with your sister, we watched Green Mile. Oh, my God. Good heavens! And the three of us cried. We we all cried at the end of that movie, and then we were then we were laughing. And I left the room when everyone was laughing, lighthearted, to go use the restroom. I, I come back, and you were crying God, again. I had forgotten about that, but now I have a vivid memory <laughs> of doing the the cry, laugh, cry. God, we were crying hard. Man, that movie was heavy. Full tears. Oh, it's my heart you wipe your eyes I, you wipe your eyes before you stand up I'm I'm gonna go watch Green Mile again that's like a four hour movie Kyle it's three and a half <laughs> it's oh, what a great like what a great movie though that's Anyways. excellent um but like yeah drink, watch, watch you have to sound. watch Hotel Rwanda okay you have to it, I'll do that it is an excellent movie I'll watch it by myself uh, Don Cheadle is amazing I'm a Don Cheadle fan uh what was the Adam Sandler movie that he did <laughs> together you know what I'm talking about the, the 9-11 thing at the end and you're like oh i just just the idea that you jumped from hotel rwanda to no because don cheetles he, he, he did cheetles i'm just gonna skip over that one. um <laughs> she was also in a doctor who episode though uh sophie o- okanato um do you watch doctor who at all i don't should i uh i like it were you it, upset that the new doctor was a woman no i really okay. wasn't i, I thought it was. A there cool were choice. those I know. that were it was, upset it was so weird um it's so strange but but anyways, God, we we are fifteen minutes into the podcast and we are not no, getting this is any what, the want, this oh, what the people okay. want, Kyle. That's <laughs> what the people want. Um, she played Queen Elizabeth in like a future version of Queen Elizabeth the <laughs> tenth, um, or whatever in Doctor Who. Then, uh, Pete Hasselweight, um, I can I can. Sorry, Hasselthwait. <laughs> One more. Let's look. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a lot. He sadly passed away in two thousand eleven. Um, and he was in Usual Suspects, Jurassic Park, Lost World. Mm, usual he, Suspect. He's the, the keeper, I think is what his title is in this. Um, is it the keeper? I got you. The guardian? Yeah. The Something dude like in the blimp. The dude in the blimp. Usual Suspects, he was in he that too. He shows a lot of shoulder in this movie. He does. A lot of neckline. <laughs> but he's, he's a great character actor. I wish you guys could have just seen... Kyle's physical movements. <laughs> I what literally brushed my <laughs> shoulder blades. It was blade. so gentle, the, the <laughs> facial expression that you made. Anyways, it was good. And then uh Mc uh, Frances Frank Sinatra, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> Francis I McDormand. Dormand is fun going on in right this right as now. well. Um, she recently won a Golden Globe for uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I had to look at my notes because I cannot remember the title. I uh, heard good things. Three billboards, I think, is what. It's yeah, everybody's like shortening it to three called. billboards. She was in Mississippi burning. She three was elbows. She was in Fargo. Quit making fun <laughs> oh, sorry. of me. This I'm just having, We're just having fun. <laughs> <this> <laughs> is. She was in Fargo, which I love. Fargo. Please tell me you've seen Fargo. <laughs> the show? See, have you seen the, the show? No, I haven't. <laughs> 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 so, like, I don't I know. Why that's so funny. But <laughs> you're laughing. It's funny because you're we're, your you laugh laugh like, fix just, oh, Well, maybe it's better that I've watched the show. I was trying to buy time to think, like, do I need (laughs) to lie to my friend to keep this thing moving? And apparently the answer to that was yes. Yeah, Kyle, I've seen it. It's freaking awesome. No, I haven't, but I'll add it to the list. You have got to watch Fargo. Okay. Do you like Coen Brothers movies? I do. Okay. Fargo is is great. You got to remember how I evaluate movies. uh, Like, thinking of a, a murder mystery in a cold place does nothing for me. Gosh, yeah. So, I'm sure it's fantastic, and, and I will learn that soon enough. And Frances McDormand is, is great in it. Uh, she's also in a whole bunch of other Coen Brothers movies. She has um, some crazy red hair in this flick. In this, in this movie, she does. Yeah, she plays the she le- to, leader of the resistance. She to tame that beast. Yeah, <laughs> she does have some crazy red hair. She does. She does. <laughs> what is wrong with I us? I have no idea. It's like it's late or something. Gosh. Um... Hey, Kyle, what time is it? It's late. Okay. So let's jump right in because this, this, again, this movie. This is the movie. Like Ultraviolet was the reason we did this podcast. This, this podcast was Kyle's idea and it was a brilliant idea. And the reason why this brilliant idea jumped into his head was because he had so much love for me and so much disdain for the way that I evaluate movies. Yeah, then he thought together those two things would be beautiful, and I feel like they are. You know, there's another movie on this list. Um, do, you, do you know what the other movie I watched with you, the sci-fi movie I watched with you, and I was like, I can't believe I did, fought, fell for this a third time. I don't. Tell me. Chronicles of Riddick. Bro. Yeah. Chronicles of Riddick is a good movie, Kyle. And don't tell me Pitch Black is better because it's trash. I like Pitch Black. It's not half as good as Chronicles of Riddick. Okay. I think we need to somewhere down the road, maybe the end of season two, with Chronicles of Riddick. Of course we will, because it's a really double solid feature: movie. Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick. Okay, I don't know. So we like to jump into the plot, especially twenty minutes into the podcast. <laughs> um, but but go through um, each of these points and argue about it as we go, or completely agree, which um, I'm sure we're going to do in a lovely movie. Yeah. Well, let's see. So there's an opening crawl um, of of text information um, that informs us that there was a massive plague, uh, virus, um, disease, whatever you want to call it, that hit the the world and killed ninety nine percent of the population. Yeah, this is way in the future, two thousand eleven. Happened in two thousand eleven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. It got Pete possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I said it. <laughs> May God, God rest his soul. <laughs> May God rest. His beautiful shoulders <laughs> <laughs> So, 2011, this massive virus um knocks out 99% of the population. Yeah. Um uh, a family, the Goodchilds, um, specifically Trevor Goodchild, comes up with a vaccine for this this plague, a, this plague, a cure, and it saves uh, the population. Now, the remainder of the population of humanity lives within the walls of a massive city. And you have what you usually have in a dystopian future: the city itself is high tech and and got all the yeah the futuristic stuff. Right outside the wall, you have nature taking over. Yeah. Completely. And it it wasn't really clear what happened to the earth. And and they call it an industrial plague. So you have to think that maybe something to do with the world outside was toxic and spreading the plague. So that's why they put these walls up and they keep the plants from getting in. Um, Plants are so dangerous. Yeah. Plants are very dangerous (laughs) in this film. Have you seen that happening? (laughs) Uh, oh man the happening is a bad movie freaking terrible i'm glad can we at the end when it was like and all this scary stuff is happening because the plants are angry about global warming yeah are you serious yep it's basically it, uh, we're not going to talk about the happening. no Let's but i on. wanted to love that movie Ugh. so um we're introduced to a, Eon, she's laying in a bed, and a fly flies in front of her eye, and her eyelashes catch it. We are immediately introduced to how agile her ridiculous and reflexes, dangerous she is. Yeah, um, this is actually a, a callback to the intro um, for the Eonflex cartoon series. That's I thought it was straight stolen from Mister Miyagi and his chopsticks. Nope this is this is what they this happened in the intro of the, those cartoons. Gotcha. So now. 400 years in the future, it's 2415. The Goodchild family is in charge. They are the the chairman. They, they run the board of this government. But we find out people are disappearing. And then also people are being haunted by things. Um Just like they show kind of a montage. A man just looks at a child and starts crying. Yeah, like, it's it's really very, sad. very interesting. It's, it's, an, it's an old it's like grandpa looks at a little kid and is clearly yeah. distraught. And so we find out that Eon is a rebel. She's part of a group called the Monicans, and the, the Monicans are trying to take down the government They're fighting against the um, good child regime. Yeah. And um, they, their plan is to assassinate Trevor Goodchild and Eon. Um, and through this montage of them talking about what they do, Eon um makes out with a guy um let's pass some information and in the do a real close-up of their tongues like passing it was too much you know it's a little like espionage kind of thing um it it was a little graphic but not not crazy just because you know it's that spy thriller that's what they're Mm -hmm. trying to get into this movie so they pass a little um pill along to a capsule along to eon and this is her Communication device. This is how they communicate, which I thought was interesting because they do a lot of like biological communication yep. Yep. instead of technological. Yeah, it, it's really futuristic. Um, a lot of the technology, I like stuff, is aspect. pretty neat. I didn't really understand that aspect. No, you're not supposed to. It, it's it was That cool. fun sci-fi yeah. stuff that we we like so much. And so, what this stuff does, this communication device between the Monicans, that's like probably untraceable, is it invades her nervous system and she's able to see what looks almost like a courtroom where Francis McDormand's character, crazy redhead is able to communicate with the agents of the Monikins. Um, So she's informed that her mission is to infiltrate the headquarters and take down Trevor Goodchild. That's her, her mission. Um, After she gets that information, Eon meets with her sister in a marketplace um, meanwhile there's a guy holding a picture saying have you seen my daughter um, it's people are being taken pe- quote unquote clearly people are being being taken they they talk eon's sister knows that um, eon's part of the resistance but she kind of turns a blind eye to it she tries to convince her to stop being living such a dangerous yeah, life she's like i attack the problems in a different way yeah she wants to go she's through, very positive very yeah. bubbly very engaging personality She's clearly a vegan by the way she's preparing the food (laughs) yeah absolutely and um and so she says i have news for you come to to dinner i can't wait to share it Just begging her sister actually come to a dinner instead of going on these dangerous missions so she says i'll try and then that night eon begins to infiltrate the compound and like all good stealth ninjas she's wearing stark white clothing yep Dude, why she doesn't because she's so awesome. She doesn't need to hide. She's literally about to break people's necks with her legs. She doesn't need to hide. You know what? I mean, I'm going to say something and please don't let your jaw drop too far. That's a really excellent explanation of that, of <laughs> the style of that. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Like she is such an impressive agent. It's almost like in her confidence. She's like, I can wear white. You can't stop me. Yeah, she's ridiculously awesome. <laughs> ridiculously so she busts into this um this compound although this wasn't this wasn't the assassination attempt um no this wasn't like a, a super important compound it was the surveillance area yeah. where the surveillance is held and that was one of the ways that they really kept the thumb down on the population was to surveil them so here's the thing like with we we had this conversation about sci-fi tech. There's fun to believe, and then there's this is ridiculous. Yeah, and we had fun to believe the pill that makes you be able to read people's minds. It was unique, and it made you go. Huh, that's interesting. But then then she busts in this facility, and there's a rain cloud inside this big room, dropping raindrops of surveillance. <laughs> Like the drops have like memories of things that I happen throughout the day. Don't know. And she puts some sort of device that dissipates all of it and ruins it. She drops like a dragon's egg into the and, and, pool. And maybe what she's doing is she's erasing. It, it was not clear. She maybe she's erasing the conversation she had with her sister, so she, her sister yeah, doesn't I get in trouble. Don't, well, clearly not. Yeah. yeah clearly didn't happen. But it, it was, to me, this was just dumb. She was trying to disrupt the surveillance, and they did. They took it a little too far. It was a little unbelievable, the yep. fact that you can manufacture a rain cloud that keeps track of everyone's movements. Yeah, it was It was just strange. While she's away, there's a knock at her sister's door. Um, her sister thinks it's her fiancé. so did I. Or maybe. I thought it was Aeon Flux. So she thinks it's her fiancé, or maybe it's, it's Aeon, and uh, she answers the door, and it's a person with a gun who shoots her. And kills her. Um, right Eon arrives face. at her sister's home to see her being taken out on a stretcher. So Eon is going to come to dinner to hear the amazing news. And what she sees instead are members of the regime carrying her sister's body that's covered with like a lightly see-through sash. So she, she could tell it's her sister. Yeah. And then her sister's fiance is crying and saying yeah. she wasn't a Monacan because... I don't know. I guess the bad guys thought that your sister was Monacan. So then Eon says, I had a family once. I had a life. Now I have a mission. Now all I have is a mission. Only vengeance. So clearly this was the only thing tethering her to this world. She kind of, she commits to this mission of killing the good childs. And, um, Eon wakes up in her apartment wearing next to nothing, but yeah, scene five is titled pajamas. (laughs) That's what it is. It's, it's like here's the deal. It's like a lingerie made out of beads. Yeah, here's the deal. Um I've been married for almost 9 years. People don't sleep in those kind of clothes. <laughs> Cuz they're not comfortable, Kyle. People sleep in sweatpants or leggings. Yeah. So <laughs> Crazy Redhead gives Aeon the new mission. Um and uh, they do some really unique stuff, like a, a flower comes out of crazy redhead's mouth these and like the spores, the pollen out. falls down, and that turns into a bath. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to repeat all of that okay. and listen carefully to every <laughs> okay. word you just said. So, so, in her mind conversation, yeah, so the biological communication that's happening within her body, uh-huh. she sees red, crazy red haired lady. And crazy red her lady at one point stops talking and a flower um, very beautifully shows up in redhead lady's mouth. And then the flower does its reproductive thing and shoots out pollen everywhere. And the pollen uh, lands on Aeon Flux's body um, and it is absorbed. And it turns into a map of the compound that she's supposed to uh, attack just making sure you, you yeah, were listening I very carefully. I mean, clearly the we can all follow that. It's very straightforward all right. and whatnot. So, um, this implants a map in Aeon's skin, um, which I thought that's a cool device. This untraceable map that she taps her arm and it pops up like a, like hives. Yeah. Like an allergic yeah, yep. biological There's a lot of cool devices. That was kind of neat. How it was delivered to her was just ridiculous. That was a little bit ridiculous. Thank you for admitting that. You're um, Speaking of ridiculous, Aeon's partner shows up and she has hands for feet. (laughs) (laughs) This this is one of my favorite parts of the movie, number one, because it is utterly ridiculous. And that makes Kyle angry. And I think it would be freaking cool to have hands for feet. So I'm glad I cannot see how it would be beneficial. However, I got to give the director credit on this. Um, Here's why I don't think it's beneficial, because Eon shows throughout the movie, she can do everything that foot foot hands can do with her regular feet. That's true. And I love that the director did this, though. and I'll give him credit. When when hands for feet walk normal. (laughs) I love that this episode, you don't you have the crazy names for people. That's her name. When hands for feet was walking normal, she had like a waddle. Which you would have if you had hands for feet. Yeah, because you're literally walking on, on your hands. On palms. So they approach the compound and they, they decide to enter the compound, which is surrounded by natural defenses. And by natural defenses, Kyle, means defenses that have been hidden in nature. <laughs> yeah, not like here's a Venus flytrap, but here is a, a gourd that shoots... <laughs> That's injection a great, needles that's a great word for it and then Which every, every blade of grass is a heat i know she got injected with five of them and she was fine <laughs> she was like oh i'm slightly perturbed um then uh then every blade of grass is a heat-seeking knife uh is a heat-seeking blade, blade of grass <laughs> blade of glass sure it looks like glass to me I, they It was poor CGI. You're right. It did look a little shiny kind of ultraviolet. I wouldn't say very (laughs) interesting and unique. I'm sorry. I took a cheap shot at ultraviolet that it definitely deserved. Um, Uh, You mean Aeon Flux? So Aeon Flux uh, makes her way in um, after all these acrobatic moves. um, And she, uh, on the way, uh, they they split up. She goes in and they go to... um, Hands for feet goes to a rendezvous <laughs> point, and along the way eon's dropping something that is in a ring all on the ground, and so it's she, like that that coin holder in your car that holds like oh yeah. thirteen quarters and you just keep like thumbing the quarters yeah out. that's what she's doing with these things so then we go to a scene where the goodchilds are meeting with a council, a government council, and they argue about how to treat the rebels Trevor uh, and Orrin Goodchild discuss sure um, well. One guy wants to be more lenient on the rebels. Trevor and Oren, they they want to continue with their harshness towards the the rebels. And then Trevor and Oren leave and they discuss their their failed tests for these new test subjects. So we we know that they're behind these kidnaps that are happening. And Oren reports that they keep failing. Uh, We don't know what is failing. So. Then Aeon finds a moment to sneak up on Trevor as he's practicing a speech. She pulls a gun to shoot him, but she hesitates. And Trevor looks at her and says, Catherine, it's you. He recognizes her somehow. Then Aeon gets hit from behind and knocked out. She wakes up in a cell. Trevor confronts her about this. She's confused. The cell's pretty cool because when you when the scene opens and she's in the cell, it's four concrete, walls. Four, four walls of concrete. But then it turns out to be a glass wall, a cool little sci-fi device, sure. Um, and uh, then they they don't really have answers. They're both very foggy on how each other know each other. Um, and then uh, food appears in her cell. She checks it with a device in her eye. She like rolls was, her eye back. This is cool. Her she eye- like tilts her head back, shakes her head, and then when she when she looks her, she's got I don't know. I would say her eyes like. Twice the size of a normal eye, and it's all black. It looks pretty cool. And obviously it's you're, like... You're just so easily entertained by yeah, these little it was things. awesome, Kyle. That she has regular eyes, and she's like... Blah, blah, blah. And now she has a super awesome, freaky, magnet... Magnet. Magnifying eye. Well, she sees that there's something in the water, um, so she obviously doesn't drink it. <laughs> and And then, then Eon whistles, which calls all those items she dropped from her wi- ring to become little ball bearings that roll to her aid and blow up the wall so they like stack up against the bottom of the wall and then all of a sudden I thought that part was awesome great foresight Again, on her part fun fun little sci-fi stuff eon breaks out and we find out that Oren Goodchild was behind letting information slip that her brother would be vulnerable to the monicans so we know that Oren is developing some sort of coup in the government then Eon confronts Claudius, who is her sister's boyfriend. Uh, He works for Trevor Goodchild trying to cure some other disease that's going on. uh, Why everybody's having strange dreams and and stuff like that. He's a botanist. And and what I what I wrote down at this point was nothing that Eon wears in this entire movie looks comfortable. No, (laughs) just a little note. Um, Then uh, (laughs) she's given a message she drinks it. And so she can hear the message from Trevor Goodchild. Yeah. So the the cup that they put in her cell was a message from Trevor and she thought it was poison. So Mm -hmm. she had botanist dude, check it out. And he said, it's not poison. It's a message. And she was like, Oh, cool. So she downs it. And then she gets the message from Trevor. Very sensual message. Uh, So he says, Hey, Come to this spot. They confront each other. Ian wants to kill him. He says, go ahead. Then, of course, they start making out and have sex. Yes. Um, that's the. That's what's what very sci-fi. You, you don't. She doesn't know why. She just does it. Um, why do I feel so strange? Then, and let's make out. Then she wakes up and strangles him and almost kills him. Um, he passes out. She goes to pick up a ring on the ground, but she actually reveals a secret passageway that leads underground. And when she goes underground, she sees a library. In the library, she finds what I can only describe as a spider vest. Yes, the spider vest. A theme to all these really solid yeah, movies. Yeah, uh, Ultraviolet had the spider chair. Yes, it did. This has the spider vest. The the baby cousin of the spider chair. So what would these giant spider that I don't, it's probably from (laughs) wild, wild west. Gosh. Anyways. So there's a button on the front of this. She hits it and it transports her to like a, a mirror or or kind of like a hidden pocket dimension. Yeah. Um, and in this, there's a lab, um, where Trevor Goodshot has been doing certain experiments and she finds a picture of herself with longer hair and she finds that interesting. Um, Then when she comes back from the 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 lab dimension, uh, there's a woman with a handheld gatling gun that fires on her. Watch out, girl! And then they get into a fight, kind of going back and forth between these dimensions. Eon is able to escape. Um, At one point, Mike Tysoning the girl's (laughs) earring, (laughs) he bites her earring off. Um, She deserved it. And she escapes. Oh, and by the way, Trevor's alive. She didn't kill him. Um, She didn't. So. Then a really gross thing happens. The council watches the memory tears. Yeah, I don't know of, why. Of the intimate account, uh, uh, encounter between Eon and Trevor. They're just circling around, watching... Watching the... Watching the... the, interactions. the, the interactions. So... I... Trevor's don't brother just... No, why. So Trevor... Oren labels um, Trevor, a traitor, declares uh, him a, cr- a criminal, and they appoint him as the new chairman. Zathandra, who I didn't give her name er- earlier, that's Hands for Feet. That's Hands for Feet. Uh, she confronts Eon because— Hands for Feet is a much better name. Yeah. She—Eon didn't finish her mission, and so they fight, um, and Eon uh, defeats her by basically Indiana Jonesing yeah, her with a the garden vi- vine. The vine whip. Great skill there. Oh, yeah. With not any explanation, Eon climbs up a tower and busts into this blimp that is explained as some sort of memorial to all the deaths. But we find out that it's really holding um, information about all the people. And so uh, there's a keeper or watcher there is... Um, Pete Postlethwaite, and he, uh, <laughs> what, man? That's just a good, solid name, and uh, the more you could say that in this episode, the better this episode's gonna be. I'll try my best. You're doing a great so, job so far. Um, he, ex- he says, welcome back. Who does? Pete Postlethwaite okay, does. Okay, Um, so he says, welcome back, so Eon's confused, what, what is this place? And so, she notices that there's these, like, giant harp strings? Sure, why yeah. not? Yeah. Um... <laughs> And when you strum it and ask the blimp, yeah, you get the blimp sing, gives information. Sing me a song, piano. So blimp. she asks where her um, her sister is. Says she's killed by police. She's been reassigned. And interesting. And so she she asks where reassigned means, and she gets an address, and she goes there. So, meanwhile. Hands her feet is bound underwater and she contacts the rebels saying that Eon is uh on the loose. Hands for Feet has pulled a Robin Hood, and I mean the cartoon version of Robin Hood, where she is using a reed to breathe underwater. Well, yeah, Eon Flux put her there, now, allowing her to breathe when she's underwater. Here's what's awesome. Uh apparently it's a hiding place. This water is about two feet, three feet deep, mm-hmm. and just crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Not a great hiding spot. Not the best hiding spot. Maybe it's not well trafficked. So um, Eon finds her sister, but guess what? She's a baby. She's been reassigned, been reassigned as a child. She looks into her eyes, which baby's eyes don't develop that quickly into the right. eye color that they are at adulthood. In this world, they do clearly. Kyle. Obviously. Um, and, but she knows that it's her sister. Um And then Trevor arrives and reveals that everyone in the entire city is clones of former generations. The vaccine that had made uh, that he had made, made the civilization sterile. So save the world. But in doing so, he rendered everyone that was saved sterile. So the way that they have been surviving is this reassignment or what essentially is cloning. Yeah. So for the past 400 years, no one has been pregnant except... Her brother, or sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sweet God. Except her sister Sci-fi. was pregnant. She was one of the first ever pregnant in four hundred years, and yet Orin wanted her to be killed. Didn't want legitimate pregnancies because he knew that would mean he would cease to live forever. Yeah. So we find out that it's and you know originally we thought that her sister was killed because she was saw. Uh, she was seen speaking to Amalflux, who's yeah. a known monikin. Yeah, um, but we find out that Sherlock is actually the one that killed her because he did not want people to start having real babies again, because then he would not be able to be immortal for the rest of forever. Yeah. So then troops show up because Oren has kind of put the kill out, kill order out for both of them, and they run. Uh, Trevor gets shot several times. Uh, they finally are able to kind of get away after a a chase scene and, uh, Aeon is able to dig the bullets out of his skin with her bare hands with her bare hands. And how does she, how does she stop the bleeding? She stops the bleeding with the cauterizing band-aids that are part of her skin. I was going to go with cauterizing skin tags, but I like it. Yeah. She just peels off like a sunburn yeah. peel like it's the skin sl- flakes that what's his face ate oh, on gold member yeah, well, yeah. gold member yes. yeah yeah that's, that's the one yeah, yeah that's, that's the guy that's yeah the, the title guy. so guy. she's taking those awesome powers i don't know three little i think so yeah a little peely best quote of that movie dr evil i always knew you were crazy but now i can see you nuts you are a child <laughs> Oh, thank you. Oh, gosh! Great movie. Anyways, so car rising skin tags. Yeah, secret secret skin band aids. Yeah. Um, Trevor reveals that seven generations ago, the original Eon Catherine was his wife. She died as a result of the disease, and they they still have memory flashes of of the past lives that they lived. So now we're starting to understand why people are clearly uneasy. The old grandpa that their, their was minds are breaking kid. Um, They're having memories and they don't understand why they're having them because they don't remember those lives. So they want to get to the lab to save the information from the tests that were actually successful. But they find out that uh, they get to the lab and it's on fire. Um, His bodyguard has been killed. Um, Then Oren. Oh, I wrote down a line um, that that. (laughs) <laughs> that Aeon says to uh, to Trevor, he says, we're meant to die. It's what makes anything about us matter. Yes. The only thing that matters about us is that we died. <laughs> like, and good heaven. Very <laughs> yeah. That's very right. forward-thinking. So Orin catches up to Trevor and Aeon. Monolo- he monologues his confession long enough for Aeon to get a message to Zathandra, hands her feet, who's... S- Ready to snipe her with some of the other yeah, resistance from super high up, up in the same tower that Eon used to jump on the blimp. They're surrounded by soldiers and a firefight ensues. Um, the snipers for the resistance are protecting Eon. Tons of gunfire. Eon grabs two pistols, is dual wielding, and just shooting in a circle. And uh, the dual wield some, Somehow she is standing without cover. In the middle of a field and doesn't get shot. Well, yeah. Trevor keeps getting shot left and right. She's awesome. He's <laughs> Trevor, is, Trevor is miserable. Um, through all this, Eon, Trevor, and Oren all survive, and Eon kills Oren, uh, leaving her and Trevor. Um, Sherlock kills for Feet. That was sad. Eon grabs some uh, some grenades, climbs up to the blimp, blows it up. Yeah, it used to look like the Goodyear blimp, and she's literally turning it into the Hindenburg. <laughs> there you go. A little history lesson. Uh, she uh, She's putting an end to the cloning program. So now the only way the human race is going to survive is if they are able to, to make procreate. Babies. And so uh, she destroys it and blows up the blimp. Um, there's also in that fight scene, there's a Wilhelm scream, you know, what a Wilhelm scream, scream is Mm-mm. it's that classic scream the, Ah! you hear it like in everything. Yes. It, it's so funny that you say that Kyle, because I, like I literally noticed it. Yeah. when It happened. I was like, why have I heard that before? Cause you, you, cause it's in almost every star Wars movie. They, they work in a Wilhelm screen. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's just this universal sound effect scream that's been used Since in movies. Metropolis. Metropolis was a silent film. Um, Nice try, but it's been used for a long time. So um, that's really how the movie ends. They they destroy that. They have hope for humanity. I have my notes that the Hindenburg breaks the wall and in doing so restores creation to its rightful place. Yeah. Okay. So nature is now there's something symbolic to that. Nature is now part Um, of the world. So that's the that's the movie. That's that's Eon Flux. Um, To live only once. But with hope, Kyle. Mm, yes. So here are my final thoughts. I, I've been talking for a while, but I feel like this is your your movie. This is this is a love of yours. You you really <laughs> enjoy this movie. Um, there's only one character in this whole film that had any personality. And it was Eon's sister who was killed five minutes in the movie. Yes. Everybody else never smiles. See, I feel like Trevor played a pretty solid no yeah no yeah i disagree especially when he started to realize that all he does is mope around i you could say something about orin because he shows a little bit of passion but the reason why trevor's moping is because the love of his life is trying to kill him he's mopey before that he's mopey after their their best bud because because he literally ruined procreation for everyone he's allowed to be a little bit (laughs) okay then explain it for the rest of everybody in the film who's mopey everyone is dude no hands for feet is pretty hands for feet is is basically like zoe and firefly who just like stoic serious like no one no one is excited about anything nothing gets b- b- above a seven for anyone no one's yelling <laughs> like no one's getting too intense everybody's calmly a- killing things like <laughs> Until the Wilhelm scream at the very end of the movie, I was just gonna say somebody. <laughs> no, no one really was like all that upset about all the death. Like, I don't know. It was joyless acting in the entire movie, and it, there there was a lack of any humor whatsoever, which surprises me in a movie that you enjoy. Like, even Ultraviolet had moments Dude, of humor. Hands for feet was pretty funny. It was not supposed to be funny though. No, but it was still funny. In <laughs> in the only thing that charges these scenes are the beautiful visuals. I mean, th- this movie came out when, when did it come 2005? out again? 2005. I mean, it, it doesn't have the greatest budget for CGI and all this stuff, but it, it's a really, they did a really solid job stylized yeah. film. And, uh, it's beautiful, beautiful pops of color, beautiful design, um, as uncomfortable as Eon's costumes look. <laughs> um, they, they were creative and, um, It was a well thought out world. I liked that. The set pieces, the costumes, um, again, the forgivable 2005 CGI, they're all beautiful, but it's like a dollhouse, like beautiful. And then you put these like stiff figurines in there that do nothing. It, It was boring acting and a shame, honestly, um, for, for a plot that, I mean, there wasn't, much to the plot, kind of once she figure it out, and she kind of goes through through the motions, but it wasn't bad. um the dialogue, the acting they were also boring you you have to kind of make you had to have the characters doing back handsprings for them to be interesting They couldn't walk anywhere. they had to like do flips <laughs> on their hands that are also feet, yeah, um, I like Johnny Lee Miller. He was interesting early on but later scenes he had him walking for 10 minutes while people talked at his back and then he would turn around and say something in retort. That happened like 4 or 5 times in this movie where it was just people following him saying things to him and he'd turn around. Like like what in the world what a good solid move. Let's do it again. So here here's my I mean, uh, these are our pros and cons that we're going over here. So I, I again, pro really like the style of the of the movie. I liked a lot of the sci-fi kind of elements. Um but just cardboard acting, like just bland. Um, there were wasted performances. This is not an awful film. It's watchable. It's even interesting at times. But uh, it's not a good movie. There's there are sci-fi elements here that are at play uh, that are really interesting. But it's all in the hands of like a lifeless performance, and I mean. Uh, here's the thing. If I was invited to the production of this and I got to walk through the costume department, the prop department and get to see concept drawings, I would be flipping out at how cool this movie looked. And then I would have been gut punched by how horribly it was executed. And I would just be like, well, it was really pretty, but boring. And I mean, even all the fight scenes, I was like, it, it reminded me a lot of ultraviolet and the fact that the fight scenes did nothing other than be really awesome. They just tried to be cool because you can't do it with a good, maybe that one time when she killed people with dance moves. I do. That was the whole movie. man. <laughs> so I, I really feel like this is a disappointing movie. I, I don't, I don't desire to watch it again. I finally got through it. I think I fell asleep I'm every time so I tried glad um, through. If you want to see a cool sci-fi world, Google, uh, pictures, of sci-fi movies, <laughs> just like I don't know. What if you watched An Flux* silently and pretended it was *Metropolis*? If you watched, if you watched this movie silently, it would be just as good. <laughs> it would be the exact same movie. You you'd pretty much catch on with what was going on, you know, and you'd you'd get to see all the good parts of the movie. So yeah, watch it in silent. Is it very interesting? I actually, wrote that down. God. If you <laughs> want to see cool sci-fi world, Google the images or. Watch the film on mute. I, I wrote that. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're on the same page. Thumbs down. Well, it makes me sad um, because, man, it, this is another one of those great sci-fi movies. And again, here's why I say that. I will I will agree with you that, um, and it's funny that you say that, everybody's kind of walking around serious. But for me, that's completely forgivable because the, the protagonist of the movie right after your favorite character or sister gets murdered. I mean, that's, that is her... That's what sets her off. Now she's the stone cold killer that she has to be. That can go get the job done. And I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful that they kind of brought her back to, I guess the, the world of emotions by having her, you know, what she didn't know was her husband be the, the person that she was supposed to to kill. Um, So there's, there's just a lot in this movie. I liked the plot. I liked the fact that they worked that little twist in that they were married and, the clones, so they don't know it, but they're experiencing memories. I thought that was really unique. The action was there for me. You're right; there wasn't a whole lot of comedy in this movie, other than hands for feet. Um, but man, this movie had my attention from the beginning, um, and it kept it all the way through the end. Uh, it's it's just a win for me, man. And, and and again, I I totally respect your opinions, and I think they're very well put and eloquently said. Um, but at the end of the day, like I will watch this movie again. I've seen it multiple times and, and I'll watch it again. Mm. Um, and I just want to echo what you said. Like this, as far as visually pleasing and for me, like cool gadgets and not that this movie had gadgets, but just the idea oh, of, gadgets. of communicating with a pill that you swallow and it all of a sudden turns into this biological type of communication. I love that stuff. And there was a lot of that. I mean, carterizing skin tags. I'm in. I'm so in. Did you just pluck that bullet out with your bare hands? Yes, you did. Now carterize it with this extra sunburned skin from your lower neck region. That's just, it's, it's awesome. Um, and there was a lot of that in this movie, um, including hands or feet. Like, that was so, there's a, a little one-liner about her upgrade. Didn't she want to do an upgrade? She's like, no, I'm good. I like my regular feet. Okay, well, sucks to be you. Yeah. I don't know, man. Here, here's, here's just my question for you. If this is a good movie. Why why didn't people watch it? There are plenty of sci-fi films that get I think this, blockbuster numbers. I think this got I mean, we just talked about the ratings um before we launched the podcast briefly, but um for this episode. I think this got okay ratings. Like I will grant you that a movie that I say is great, the vast majority of the time it's gonna come under fifty percent of the the rest of the population, but, but I'm not I'm not even talking about like critic reviews like I, there. There are plenty of movies that critics are just flat out wrong on. But why didn't people go to see it? I have no idea. I don't know if it was marketing. I don't know if it was bad timing. I don't, I don't know why people because th- this was an MTV film and MTV put a lot of money in, especially in the early mid 2000s into promoting these films on their network. And it's the height of MTV. Right here. So there's no reason why this film shouldn't have succeeded. Maybe word of mouth was like, this movie is so good, you better watch out. And it scared people. Yeah, that's, you know what? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Never mind. Thumbs up. <laughs> Thumbs up. You've convinced me. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. No, I just, th- this this is one of the core things that we get to here, Kimmel, is like, I'm sitting here and listening to you explain This movie, I'm just like, man, I I want you to not like it. I do, and I know you love your movie. There's just no way, Kyle. Like this movie, I I really enjoy Ultraviolet, and I'll tell you, it's not a well done movie, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's you're right. It's not a well. This movie movie. is much better than Ultraviolet. Yes, and so I there's no there's no chance that I would not enjoy this movie. So like if I was to put it into to words like Aeon Flux, if if it was on TV and I had a friend you who <laughs> was like, hey, I'm watching this, I would not beg you to change the station. I would not leave the room. If it was ultraviolet, I would. I'd be like, I'm not watching this garbage because it's just not a good movie. And it's just boring." Until till she kills the is, guy with his own hair. Just but, wait. <laughs> this this at least has art to it. Um and and there's some excellent art to this movie. It just wasn't enough to redeem it. You're, you, this is a movie. You have to have quality acting, um, or at least passable See, acting. I, I will agree with you that the like the acting was not top notch. But again, for me, like I don't have to have all those pieces fall in place fall into place for me to enjoy a movie and even consider it a good movie. Um, I think they were kind of limited. Because of the way that the film played out, because she was supposed to be just this really, I guess, hardened. Yeah. But why was she so boring before her sister died? Because she was just as boring and stoic. She was pretty stoic in the beginning. So, like, I think it would be even more forgivable if in there she was like a little bubbly, like was wearing clothes that brightened up her character. And fit better. And fit better. Um, But just like. And then to go to these like dark clothing and stuff like that, like clearly it's all about the mission now. Now I'm not going to smile. That totally no. would have been a better idea. But right. again, still, that doesn't bother me. Like that doesn't, that doesn't ruin the experience for me. And yet again, here we are <laughs> opposites on this one. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what to say to you. Like that's just, it's just so I'm officially a thumbs up on this one. Yeah, I you know you are. I know you are. And I'm officially a thumbs down <laughs> and, and I'm not budging on that one. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just not a good movie, but, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Our listeners just jump on the podcast guys, hit us back. Let us know what you thought, what parts you enjoyed, what parts you did not, where you fall closer to Kyle or closer to me. We want to know team Kyle. Hashtag team Kyle. <laughs> um, so you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Ultra Flux Pod. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ultra Flux. Again, that's Ultra Flux with two X's and Ultra Flux Pod at gmail.com. Send us an email, uh, offer us a suggestion for what movie, uh, to, to watch. We're going to be replacing, um, in the Hopper Kimmel suggestion, um, before we spend it for next week because we, we spun our little randomizer and we landed on the m- animated, uh, feature film, nine. Um, I can't remember what year it came out. Um, starring Elijah Wood Recent-ish. and uh, a whole bunch of other guys. Uh, it has a pretty, pretty stellar cast. I think Steven Spielberg was one of the executive producers <laughs> on it. So um, very interesting sci-fi animated film. And uh, looking forward to discussing that with you as well. Dude, I'm, I'm down. So. Hey Kimball, I have a I have a question to ask you. Ask me it. Hey man, are we still friends? Yes, Kyle, we're still friends. I'm so glad. Hey, before we sign off, yeah, back up for that mic and give me your best version of the Wilhelm screen. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's the best I can do. That's well uh, done. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty decent Wilhelm screen. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really spot on. Uh, gosh. <laughs> Well, this week, I hope uh, you gather around, find some friends to watch movies with, and see if you can ruin those friendships. Until then, we will see you in our next episode. Peace. You did the peace Peace. thing again. You've you've done that before. I only have like three moves. Peace. And I I already did. Peace. (laughs) I think I've ever said peace. (laughs) I think you have, and you just did. No, I've said bye. Bye. But I did that last two weeks ago. I mean, sign off however. I mean, if you want to you know, be a Goodbye broken record. Goodbye do- to all of the friends that are listening. I hope to see you again soon here. I have knowledge. <laughs> Shut up, passive-aggressive computer!